welcome to the Confidently Balance Your Hormones podcast. My name is Dee Davidson, and I'm a hormone health expert, master mindset coach, and multiple wellness business entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you experience hormone balance, confidence, self-love, and live a life full of joy. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Welcome to another enlightening episode of Confidently Balance Your Hormones. This is your host, Dee Davidson, and today we're delving into the world of hormonal migraines, specifically during ovulation and the luteal phase. Hormonal migraines, you know, those pesky headaches, have a tendency to coincide with shifts in estrogen and progesterone. And um, to break that down, I just want to talk a little bit about what happens. During ovulation, uh, estrogen tends to take the center stage and it reaches its peak. And uh, sometimes a surge can trigger migraines for certain individuals. There are people who have come to me in search of help for things like PMDD. Um, They get really tired, sick, uh, debilitated from the estrogen taking the center stage. And on the flip side, as we step into the luteal phase, progesterone, which is your rest and relax hormone, begins to ascent. And for some, this hormonal dance can spark that migraine episode as well. So why do these hormones play such a pivotal role in the the, uh, migraine triggers during these phases? Well, It's a fascinating interplay. Estrogen, for example, has a protective effect on the nervous system, and its decline during the luteal phase might leave some individuals more vulnerable to migraines. And we'll talk about who those people may be. And meanwhile, progesterone, while usually calming and supposed to be, again, your rest and relax hormone, can cause blood vessels to dilate in certain situations, potentially contributing to that migraine onset. Um, And I have to remind myself to go back and talk a little bit about um, the blood vessels and migraines in, in general. But first, let's talk about the whole story. Hidden beneath the surface, we have the um, underlying inflammation that could be going on and inflammation could be in your mucosal barrier your gut lining it could be metabolic stressors such as low stomach acid not enough good bacteria in your gut it could be opportunistic bacteria parasites a whole host of things can be playing with inflammation gut Uh, gluten sensitivity, not gut sensitivity, but yes, that could be um, making your gut more sensitive for sure. It could be food sensitivities. Uh, Mainly foods aren't the problem, like strawberries, peaches, oranges, and things like that aren't the problem. Um, The inflammatory foods are typically corn, soy, dairy, refined sugar, alcohol, and gluten. Um, If you do have a sensitivity to something like strawberries or peaches or things like that, it's typically because your mucosal barrier, your gut barrier is not so hot. So there's inflammation and metabolic stressors that are uh, hidden and you can't see those without testing. I highly recommend if you've been experiencing these migraines for a while now and uh, you can't seem to find relief that you do some functional lab testing which you can reach out to me of course at any time and uh, inquire about 
My email is confidentlyloveyourself at gmail.com. I'm happy to review what you might need and what the cost is in the process for all of that. But definitely not a normal thing. These migraines are popping up because your body isn't handling the extra stress of um, that luteal phase very well, given what your body's already trying to balance. It's that that dance. So um, the luteal phase is when the hormonal shifts can really exacerbate that inflammation. And for some individuals, it's the catalyst, catalyst for um, those pounding headaches. So, you know, if you already have those other things going on that we just talked about. And now you have this luteal phase, which takes a lot of energy, by the way, um, to, to happen in your body. It's just going to add to the stress and here comes that pounding headache. So let's talk a little bit more about uncovering the hidden metabolic stressors. Uh, our bodies are incredibly nuanced and sometimes seemingly... Uh, unrelated factors like poor diet. So are you eating enough of the right foods? Are you getting enough sleep? And when you're sleeping, you're getting in bed by 10 o'clock. Do you have a proper sleep uh, routine where you're, you know, getting off of your cell phone, stop scrolling, get off the computers out of uh, the blue light, you know, at least 30 minutes prior to bed? Are you taking some deep breaths? Are you really setting yourself up for not just going to sleep, but quality rest and quality sleep stress how are you handling stress if your stress levels are high then that can also contribute to the metabolic stress which is that compounding effect we just talked about so what are you doing to mitigate stress what are you doing to um, reduce that on a daily basis not just when you feel that your lid is going to pop but every single day we need to have some sort of stress relief, whether it be meditation, earthing, going for a walk outside, um, exercise, but not too much exercise where it's going to put you over the top, uh, journaling, all of these things, legs up a wall can help with bringing down stress every single day. That has to be something um, that we incorporate into our lifestyle, just like eating enough protein every day. Stress is one of the things that I think is um, not managed properly and definitely contributes to the metabolic chaos or this cascading effect that can lead to these migraines. Um, the stress in turn can you know, interact with the hormonal fluctuations and potentially trigger these migraines. There's also um, factors like just hormone imbalance in general. I like to say that hormones are uh, signals for other imbalances. Hormones aren't the problem. Those things we talked about earlier, gut issues are typically the biggest, low stomach acid, um, not breaking down fats properly, uh, food sensitivities when it comes to inflammatory foods. Those things really can throw your hormones off of balance. And um, taking a test like the Dutch test or a saliva hormone test that shows us what your hormones are doing throughout the day, not just um, a one-time reading when you go to the gynecologist or your general primary care. They typically will have you do a blood draw, which I think is useless. It will just tell us how much of the hormone you have. When we do a Dutch test or a saliva test, we are looking at what's bioavailable, meaning what is actually available 
uh, from these different hormones to your functioning body? How is it helping helping your body uh, function? That that's the the key piece, and then seeing which ones are out of balance and um, what's then causing the hormone imbalance because the hormones themselves, again, are not the problem. Nutrient levels, something like a hair mineral test, something really easy, you clip a little piece of hair and you snip that um, in an envelope. You go ahead and mail that in and we can see maybe you're having some nutritional deficiencies, mineral deficiencies are um, big players in that too. Maybe you're have too much calcium or not enough potassium, things like that. So looking at your nutrient levels is really, really important. Looking at those markers of inflammation, um, you know, whether it be through a, a gut stool test or, um, you know, looking at some of those other labs, those will offer a more holistic perspective that can guide us to more targeted interventions to address the root issue of these, these migraines because the migraines aren't just because you're in your luteal phase. The migraines are because you're in your luteal phase which takes a lot of extra energy for your body and you're already carrying a heavy load of these other things. Um, so, you know, what's the game plan for combating these, these migraines without resorting to synthetic hormones. I know a lot of times people will be put on pharmaceuticals or birth control, and we know that those things, they have long-term and short-term side effects that definitely are not um, something you wanna sign up for if you can avoid it, in my opinion. Uh, it, it starts with understanding your body's unique language. My number one goal for my clients is that they understand what their body needs. We've gotten so far away from being in tune with our body, just sitting. Um, there is a real you know, thing behind your gut knowing, just sitting and listening to that inner voice and, and knowing what your body is missing and needing. There's a real thing around that. And uh, it's one of my top goals with my clients is to help them get back into their body, listening to what their body needs and getting out of their head. A lot of people are operating from the mind, from um, what they read on Dr. Google, from what um, you know their friend told them instead of really saying, hey, I know my body best and I'm going to listen to my body. So we have to start with balanced nutrition. I talk about metabolic typing. It drives me insane that we're told, you know, if you're a woman this age, you need to eat this. If you're a man this age, you need to eat this. We are all individuals. We're unique individuals and we have different needs. Some of us need more carbs, that's me, than protein. And I was eating totally incorrectly for my body type, my metabolic type, and uh, fueling my body incorrectly until I took the metabolic typing test, which by the way is a great investment. It's, it's a $139 test that you take online that tells you um, something that is just so valuable. You get this food Bible basically that tells you what protein sources, what carb sources, what fat sources, and uh, what macros and things like that are best for your metabolic type. And every single client that has taken it with me is just blown away at how their energy soars, how their sleep's improved, how their digestion just feels so much better. So balanced nutrition, but also personalized nutrition, figuring out your metabolic type. Hydration is important. Are you drinking half your body weight in water? And so here uh, I want to point out what I was going to say earlier that I, 
I said, I got to remember to say this, is that hydration goes beyond just drinking water. I see a lot of people pounding water all day long. They're walking around with those um, Stanley cups. And by the way, if you haven't looked into Stanley, I know the ladies really love them and they did a great marketing campaign with them. A couple things. Number one is if you're going for Botox and expensive skincare and you're drinking out of a straw, think about the... Uh, motion it takes to suck out of a straw, you are really accelerating those lines above your lips, ladies and gentlemen. So that's the number one thing with the Stanley Cup going a little off track here. Number two is there are a lot of tests um, that they release lead. So I would advise that you stay away from those. But anyways, back to the water thing. I want to just say that you could be drinking a ton of water and not actually absorbing it at a cellular level. And that has to do with your mineral level. So again, I, I think everyone needs to do a hair mineral analysis test. Again, something that's only a couple hundred dollars and tells you exactly what, you know, your mineral levels are because, you, you know, a lot of people are just popping supplements and vitamins and don't even need them or accumulating dangerously high levels of things that um, don't belong in their body that they're already getting from food and, and, and things like that. So hydration, it's important to make sure you have the right minerals in your body. One of the things that you can do um, throughout your day is take some real salt or Celtic salt and sprinkle it on your tongue, just a pinch, and then drink the water. Think about the salt in the water. The salt will actually help it absorb at a cellular level. So make sure that you're not just drinking water, but that you're actually hydrating your cells. Again, I'm going to stress stress management. Those things are going to become your allies in this journey. And um, don't forget the power of natural remedies and supplements such as magnesium. There's a lot of different types of uh, magnesium. Make sure that you get a quality one. If you have questions on that, I did um, a post and you can always reach out to me on Instagram at confidently underscore love underscore yourself. Uh, that is a crucial um you know, mineral for nerve function. So taking magnesium is important. And remember that taking magnesium today is not going to show up in your menstrual cycle this month or next month. It's typically three months out. So don't say that didn't work. When you're taking magnesium, it takes about three months to actually see uh, the results of that. B complex, and there are all different types of B vitamins. I will post my favorite below. Um, in the show notes, if you will. And if you need a full script account, I'm happy to have you set one up through my portal that will be in the show notes. But B-complex is super important for uh, managing stress. I tell most women who are you know, ages 40 plus, they're probably not going to have less stress as life goes on. They think that, oh, when my kids get older or when I retire, um, our body you know, it was not built to sustain all of the stressors that we have now and that we're exposed to. These things did not exist. Uh, chemicals, Wi-Fi, life stressors, working multiple jobs. So B-complex vitamins are, um, are really great. And herbal teas like chamomile and ginger, uh, they can do wonders for soothing inflammation and supporting uh, the hormones. Uh, so if you have any questions on those things, again, you can reach out to me anytime. Instagram is a great place for you to scroll through and see what I've talked about in the past in regard to um, teas, supplements, things like that that can help you out. 
I also want to address exercise because I used to be one of those people that over-exercised and that can really, really hurt you during um, this phase of your menstrual cycle, the luteal phase, because again, it takes a lot for your body to be in this luteal phase and it's not the time to be doing um, CrossFit or HIIT workouts or really pushing. During the luteal phase, you'll want to be doing things like yoga, walking, gentle cycling. Those are the types of things that align with the body's natural energy levels during this phase. And it might help alleviate the migraines because if your body's telling you, I'm having a hard time, why the heck would you want to then say, well, I know you're having a hard time, but I'm also going to pound you with a HIIT workout or a boot camp or something like that. Listen to your body. Your body is a miraculous thing and it shows up when you show up listening to it. And speaking of understanding your body, um, utilizing like a menstrual tracker can be a game changer. I know there's an app called Clue, C-L-U-E, um, that offers a free and user-friendly way to log and track your menstrual cycle. It's important to know like what activities, I have a, a blog uh, post I'll also put in show notes, around uh, menstrual cycle and exercise, but it's important to know, hey, what's going on with my body right now? How can I support my body? Oh, I have to do a little more gentle yoga, or this is a good time for me to do, do those uh, HIIT workouts or strength training a little bit heavier because my body can handle it. Gives you the insights into those hormonal fluctuations and again, the potential migraine triggers. When you nurture your body and you listen to your body, your body will love you right back. So as we wrap it up, I want you to know that your body, again, is an intricate symphony. Um, investigate, experiment, seek guidance um, through my Instagram. I have a Facebook group that I'll also post under this. Uh, those things cost you nothing. I'm always here. I love to hear from you. Reach out. And then, you know, if you think, hey, I think there's more to this and I think you're right. I need to uncover some of those hidden stressors. Um, you know, that might be going on in my gut health or my other hormones and embrace that power of self-awareness and, you know, embark on a deeper journey to hormonal harmony by reaching out and saying, hey, you know what, I'm ready to invest this year in rebalancing my body because your body is ultimately always seeking ease and balance. And when you get out of ease and balance, you move to Disease, disease, right? Disease. Your body is in a state of disease, and things start to crumble. And um, what I call cascade. You get this cascading effect. It started with the headaches. Now you have um, constipation because that digestively is slowing down to comp, you know, compensate for something else being off. Then you have GERD. Then you have weight gain. So it's a cascading effect because your body is really trying to help you find a state of ease. And um, I'm here to tell you that the great news is that with functional labs, we identify what things are off, what plates are kind of falling to the side and crashing and um, put them back together, if you will, and get things back in balance and heal the body as a whole rather than chasing symptoms or being on that a cycle of trial and error. And when you heal the body as a whole, it's just an amazing thing. You see these things like the, the migraines clear up and things. And even beyond that, you feel 
better than you ever thought you could. So if you're interested in that, I'm always up for a conversation. We can explore what would be best for you. I like to say treat the person, not the paper. So we look at what you've been experiencing and then uh, go from there. Thanks so much for joining me on this exploration of, uh, you know, hormonal headaches during your luteal phase. If you found this helpful, please uh, make sure that you share it. And until the next time, take care. Sending you so much love from me to you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Confidently Balancing Your Hormones. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and also hit follow at the top of this podcast. If you have a couple of minutes and you can leave a quick review, it will help other women in need find this podcast. You can find me on Instagram at confidently underscore love underscore yourself. I would love to stay connected and hear from you. 